and welcome everyone to another episode of the Always Nuance Podcast. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Today is a very special episode because today we have our first guest on the podcast and that is none other than my good friend and my neighbor, Katie Resnick. Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Aaron. I'm really excited to be doing this with you. Would you care to uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am Katie. I am 28 years old. I live here in the amazing city of Fort Worth. And uh, you and I met, I guess, the first time we were out country dancing. Yeah. And then came became buddies after that. Became buddies. Because we lived close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Partners in crime. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was when when did when did we meet? When was that? July. Man, it feels like I've known you for way too long, but I guess <laughs> a couple four four or five months ago. Four or five months. That's it. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I know. It feels like way longer than that. <laughs> it does. Well, so today's episode is tough mutter. Katie, can you tell us what tough mutter is? Yeah. So let's say that again. Tough mutter. <laughs> you couldn't guess it from the name, but it's actually a mud run, and it's something that. I did for the first time in college. I made a new friend and off a whim, he was like, you wanna run a Tough Mudder? And I was like, what the hell is that? And he was like, it's a mud run, so you're just gonna get covered in mud and it's gonna be the best time ever. And I was like, sure, let's do it. So um, it's kind of like a Spartan race. It's a little less competitive. You can choose the distance. So it can be as short as a 3K, as long as, I think they have up to a 15 over the last, I'd say four or five years, I've done five of them. And the most exciting thing is when you're running, you meet a lot of new people. There's a lot of camaraderie, a lot of teamwork. It's also a very fun physical activity. It's Mm -hmm. not something that you typically do in your daily life. And so it's really just fun to get out there, get muddy and uh, make some friends and just kind of have a blast. And so there's a bunch of obstacles that you do when you're running the Tough Mudder. So you're gonna be jumping in and out of mud, going over walls, up ladders, climbing, monkey bars, partner work. And so it's just kind of fun and you're trying to get to the end of it as dirty as you can. So we were just watching a video that um, we had of a couple that we were, that we did, the one we did, we did one in November together. Mm-hmm. and. Do you, which one, if you can remember, was the most, I want to say most gruesome or the most difficult and challenging, Mm. if you remember? The most challenging. Okay, well, so I would say that there was one that we didn't realize was going to be as challenging as it was. It was harder for me than for you, but we were climbing up kind of one of those ropes and as we were climbing this rope, you're kind of inside of this like cylinder. The yes. ropes are all around mm-hmm. you. And you think you just have water raining down on you, but it's actually like hard mud. <laughs> and you're, you're trying, for no reason. Like, yeah, for no it, reason. It would be hard enough if it was just water, <laughs> yeah. but, it, but it needs to be mud water. Yeah, it had to be mud water. So we were climbing up that. So just to kind of like get through that and you're just like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I mean, it's probably 15 feet to the top. And then you climb on over and I think you either you jumped... Did you slide down at the end of it? I don't remember, but so that one was just like a little surprising. I would say there was another one where we had to balance. So there was, it was kind of like a triangle and I was on one side and you were on the other side oh, and the triangle yeah. moved. And with our height it was, difference. If, if it just so I'm adding, it was in, we were in water. We were like standing in yep. blue colored water or something like that. Yep. And this triangular thing spun. Right. And we had to work together to get over it. Right. 
And so the height differences <laughs> wasn't as helpful. <laughs> I'm 5'2", you're what, 6'2"? Six 6'2". Two? Six two. Yeah. And so this was normally one where you have a group of people. You have people on one side and people on the other side. And they kind of kind of push you up and over this like moving triangle mm-hmm. um, that's rotating. And when I've done this one in the past, I mean, you have, you know, three or four people on one side pushing everyone up and over and then people catching people on the other side. Mm. There was no one there. It was just us. It was just us. And it was cool because we figured out how to do it. And it was one of the obstacles where you wouldn't have thought that us two could have just done it by ourselves unless we were just there by not, ourselves. Not only did I not think we could do it by ourselves, after we were trying it for a few, a couple minutes, right. I still didn't think we could do it by ourselves. Yeah, and then we did it. Then we did it. I don't know, it just happened. I feel like those are those things, when you accomplish those things that you don't, things that are so, I don't want to say so difficult, but things that are like so like unknown if you could do it that you really don't know if you could accomplish it, those are things that feel really, really good when you're able to do it, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I had only ever done it with so many people helping us. Mm. And so the fact that we could do it by ourselves and we did it was such a feeling of accomplishment. And yeah, that was really, really awesome. I, I, I don't know what this is from. I remember a story, I remember someone on YouTube saying that he, when he, he went bike riding once with his son and he, it was like a very important story in, 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 uh, in, in, in raising his son where they were getting to the top of this hill and his son wanted to stop. He's very tired. He's getting to the top of the hill, bike, bike riding, really, really tired. And his father basically did not like, let him to stop. He like pushed him to get to the top. And it almost sounds a little bit like, whoa, like, you know, chill, you know, if you need a break, you need a break, right? Mm-hmm. And what, what this guy said is that in a, in a, in a, obviously in a loving fatherly way, he wanted to push his son to get to the top so that his son would know that he's able to get there. Because imagine if you say, oh, when you get tired, then you rest, like always. Can you imagine that you never know what you can do if you always quit at a certain point, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's pushing yourself. And the thing is, is that you can typically do it. It's most likely your brain stopping you from mm-hmm. thinking that you can do it. Mm-hmm. The second or third Tough Mudder I did was in Houston a couple of years ago. And it was 30 degrees, it was sleeting, it was freezing. And we were doing the the 10 mile Tough Mudder. And by the time there was three of us, so a total of four, including myself, by the time we finished, it was just the fact of the matter that we got to the end of it when we really didn't think we could. Mm-hmm. Our fingers were frozen. We were shivering. It was so difficult. And so I think the coolest thing about the Tough Mudder is just getting to the end and being as proud of yourself mm. as you are that you you put yourself out there to do something super difficult mm. and that you did it. That's totally the way I felt. Yeah. So here's I want to move this in a in a certain direction, and I want to I don't think we've ever like spoken about it in this way, and I want to hear your thoughts about this. I honestly don't know what you're gonna say. I feel like you might relate to this and agree with this or you might like totally disagree. So, well, let's start here. So there's, I'm sure there are people listening. They're like, I don't understand. You're running this race. We, the one we did, well, we, it was going to be 5k. We ended up doing 15k. Wait, you should go into that a little bit more okay, about so, how that ended up okay, happening. So we signed up for the 5k. 5k is 3.1 miles and with, with obstacles. When did you sign up for the race? I signed up the night before. At midnight? At, uh, 10 p.m.? Yeah. At mere hours before race time. <laughs> you at, were convinced. At Katie's behest. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I told you. I don't think I'm going to do it, but I could be convinced. Did mm-hmm. I say that? Yeah, something like that. Yep. Um, and I'm very happy I did it. So we signed up for the 5K, and then so it was us two and Katie's cousin, JC, and then we got to like where it splits, 
the 5K and the 15K, which was basically the end of our race. Right. But we, I guess, I don't we know. Were we were tired. We still had energy. We had so much energy just from doing the obstacles It kind of like fires you up in like a yeah. weird way. And I was like, anybody want to keep going? Yeah. And you were like, I mean, if you're going to do it, I'll do it. Yeah. And we're like, screw it. I didn't really want to do it, but then you <laughs> wanted to do it. And then I kind of like fed off your energy. And I'm like, hey, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So we did 15K, which is 9.3 miles and... I think officially 30 obstacles. Yep. And mind you, some of these obstacles were, they were painful. Oh yeah. And some of them were dangerous. Uh, yeah. So there are people, a lot of people out there, they're like, I don't understand. Like what, why are, would someone voluntarily put themselves through difficulty, pain, fear, electrocution, like, electric, <laughs> there were, so there were two obstacles that we, neither of which we did. Maybe because we're yeah. Disclaimer: normal. Tough Mudder does not require you to do any of the obstacles. You right. only do the ones you feel comfortable right. with. They have medics out there. If anything goes wrong, they have people at every obstacle, and so there are some where you can kind of run through a little. It's I think called the like the electroshock one. You run through. It's very small mm. electric shocks. But personally, I didn't want to do it. You know, neither of us were like, oh, you got to do this, and so we just skipped a couple I, of them. I like it's weird. I kind of felt that those were not in the spirit of the Tough Mudder. I don't know yeah. why, because I guess. They're just other challenges, but it's, I don't know, like, why electrocution? It's just like I weird. guess it looks cool. But what about the frozen ice bath one? Okay, so I was actually just talking to my brother last night, and I brought this up, and I want to get into this also. So there was one, there was an ice plunge. Right. Where, and we get, and we got there, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, we haven't put us in three hours. Like, should it be too, <laughs> too cold by now? And I'm like, all right, I jumped in. It was the coldest water I've ever been in my life. And there are basically these two barriers that you need to get under to get mm-hmm. to the other side of the pool. And I was trying to take a deep breath. To Completely go under. submerge. And you you were not even thinking twice about it. You were like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna yeah. push past what I think yeah. I'm even capable of yeah. and do this because you just kinda of felt like you had to. Yeah, that yeah, that that I think the ice punch for me was like the that was the prototypical obstacle that I'm like, it's gonna suck, but I'm I, I need to and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna right. love it. So I'm trying to take a deep breath to get under this mm-hmm. barrier. And I don't I don't I mean I don't know if you so you came in like at the end but you didn't like go through like the whole thing. Yeah. But, but do you remember that sensation of being in cold water where it's it's kind of hard to breathe. You almost feel like you're warm because it's so cold too. I don't know if I felt that way. Oh well I don't know. I just remember <laughs> it was I was like trying to take a deep breath to get under and I it was like I couldn't do it. You're like taking these like short quick breaths. I don't know something about the science of it. I don't yeah. really know but and then I'm like, okay, I gotta, I was like, I got, it was almost like, I have to get out of here. So I have to get under this thing, even if I can't take a deep breath. Yeah. So I just went under and I came up, my head was like freezing. My hair was, I was like, oh my God, like one more to go. And I came out and I came out the other side and then I got out of the pool. And I don't know if you remember, I just let out this primal scream. It, it was not bound by, by consciousness or logic. The laws was, of physics. It, <laughs> I, at that moment felt like I can kill an army of people if I needed to. Wow. Mind over matter. So the, I guess what I'm getting at is what, what would you say to someone who literally, I don't understand why, <laughs> why would anyone do this? Yeah. I mean, I asked myself that the first time too, when I'm covered in mud and three pounds of but mud on my shoes. But the strange thing is that after we finished to us, it was yeah. like so obvious why we did it. Yeah. But how would you put that into words? Go do one. I think, I think it's just proving to yourself that you can, that you can overcome and I think that a Tough Mudder is both physical and mental. I think it's mental. You just described an obstacle where you were like, 
I know I can do this, but it's going to be so hard. And you're like, I'm just going to push past. Actually, your obstacle is probably both physical and mental. Because the the ice bath. The ice bath. Being able to mentally tell yourself, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to submerge, go completely into this ice bath, even though my body is freezing and I don't really know what's going on. And I think it was also physical because of, you know, what you were doing. But I think that there's something about the Tough Mudder where it just, it's almost like, you almost feel a sense of like self-growth after Mm. you complete one, you know? Because whether or not you do the 3K and you do 10 obstacles or whether you do the 15K and you do all of them, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of finishing and it's cool because you finish and you're like, okay, well, I'm ready to do the next one and push myself even harder. Mm. But I, I think there's a sense of, you know, push yourself to where you're comfortable. There were some times and some obstacles that I was like, that's too high for me. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like doing this, mm. but I am going to push myself on this next, next obstacle because I feel comfortable enough. And I just think that in life, sometimes you can have challenges and questions and Tough Mudder is, it's almost kind of like that to see that you can push yourself and and overcome stuff that you didn't think I you could do. I felt very empowered at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yes. Like that's the, if I put I had to put a word on it, it was like I felt empowered. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't even plan to do the fifteen no, k. So when we just said screw it, we're gonna go do this. Yeah. The feeling of empowerment and your legs are exhausted and you're yes. like, oh, got five more miles to go. You know. And I would agree with everything you said. To 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 add to that, the one of the first obstacles was. Crawl. Remember the first yes. episode was like crawling under through, barbed wire. Under barbed wire, you got to get really low. Yeah. And I'm just like big guy, and I'm trying to stay clean because I don't know. I, I didn't. This is my first time I did this. I didn't know how intense it was going to be. I didn't know how dirty we were going to get. Right. I'm trying to keep like my knees clean, like yeah. my shirt clean, and then Katie's like, "No, you got to get, you got to get on the ground. Like you don't want to get cut. My shirt get, kept kept getting caught on the barbed wire. Yeah. That was actually JC. She's like, Aaron, oh, get your JC. shirt dirty. Come JC, on. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of just wanted to just stay clean and whatever. But then like. Very quickly, you realize that you're just like, I guess mentally, you cross some barrier and you're mm-hmm. all in. You're all in. You're just all, you're you're all muddy, mm-hmm. you're all sweaty, you're just dirty. Yeah. And you just go. Yeah, exactly. There was one obstacle that talking about like feeling empowered and kind of overcoming fears and the boundaries that you set for yourself, essentially, where you went in and you did it great. So it was one where you were turned on your back, floating in water, and they had kind of I guess like wires that you would use your hands to kind of pull you. It was you. Kind of like a fence. Like a fence. Yeah, it was a fence. It was like a fence over water. Over water. With a little bit of a gap in between. There was gap for you to breathe. Your mm-hmm. mouth was out. Were your eyes out? So yeah, so basically like the way I remember it is like like the, when you're, so you're laying basically on your back, pushing yourself through this and mm-hmm. you're, the top of your face is out of the water. Right. But your ears and your, like your whole head basically is submerged. Right. And then there was also, they had kind of mops, like the little pieces of mops too like, that uh, you would have to. Like the car wash things. Right. Yeah. That you would go through. And I was, at first I walked up to that and I was like, I don't think I can do that. Yeah. Like that's a really weird sensation mm-hmm. to have pretty much. You feel kind of trapped. Yeah. You feel trapped. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. So. I had you go first. I saw you do it. I cheered you on. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you can do this one. And I was like, okay. I'm like, be there for me. I'm really nervous about it. You kind of get in and it's the first part where you put your head underwater or not, you know, you go underwater and you kind of come up and you're on your back and you're like, okay, just start pulling myself through. Take it really slow. Take it really easy. And it's not essentially like an out of body experience, but it's almost just like 
you were kind of just like moving through having to be having to make yourself be calm mm. and be peaceful and be like i can do this and when i finish of all of the obstacles because i'd never done that one before when i finished that one that was my biggest sense of empowerment um mm. for me that to me yeah that i really like that one and to me that was like it was basically all mental right the, that one was not physically difficult no you were literally just kind of just bobbing your hands across this fence to get to get through the water. Telling the water yourself, was, I'm not drowning. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, but, but the thing, the weird thing is like right when you got under that fence, there's just a few inches between the water and the fence and you're like, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's like a panic almost. Mm-hmm. But then you just take a few breaths. Wait, no, I could breathe. Yeah. You just got to chill and just yeah. slowly, calmly, just glide yeah. across the water and it was, it was like almost like peaceful. Yeah. But it, it took like a mental switch to be like, right. I'm not going to die. Turn off the anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Turn off everything else that's going through yeah, your mind you're not die. and just relax. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. So I'm going to push things a little bit more extreme. I'm going to keep on doing that. And I feel like eventually you're going to say, okay, no, this is crazy. I don't sign off on this. But <laughs> hey, I want to get your thoughts. Let's maybe, uh, maybe we can have a healthy debate about this. So how would you, how much would you agree or disagree with the following statement? There are a lot of people in the self-help realm. There are a lot of different schools of thought. A lot of them would agree with would strongly agree with the statement that would say something like, one needs a certain degree of pain and discomfort and danger in order to get themselves to an elevated state and a state of improvement. Do you agree with that? Completely disagree? What are your thoughts? I would say I look at it a different way. Mm-hmm. I understand the concept. There's that quote that's like, pain is strength is pain leaving the body or mm-hmm. kind of something like that. I didn't say that right, but... I think it's discomfort. I think it's putting yourself in an uh, uncomfortable situation. Do what? Pain is weakness leaving the body. Yeah, that's the, that's the quote. <laughs> that's the quote. Yeah. Um, and so I wouldn't say that it technically needs to be painful physically or emotionally, mm-hmm. but I think it's putting yourself in a sense of discomfort or pushing yourself beyond kind of what you thought you could do mm. that allows you to make these changes and and grow but you wouldn't use the word pain no i wouldn't use the word pain Mm. because i think for the last obstacle we talked about i wasn't necessarily in pain or anguish but Mm -hmm. i was i was scared you know i was uncomfortable and i think you can still be in you know a healthy place Mm -hmm. for the change to happen but i think it's the disc i think it's the discomfort that's the word that I would use. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you think about this? You remember this crazy 12-hour walk that I took yes. a couple months ago? Okay. So the author of this book, The 12-Hour Walk, who is awesome, his name is Colin O'Reilly. So he is doing a – he did – he set the world record for walking across the entire continent of Antarctica unassisted, pulling a sled of basically granola bars and – camping equipment by himself no assisting no assist no, no assist from like any outside source and he's doing it again right now wow and basically i just saw on instagram yesterday that he so he has an outgoing phone in case of emergencies but there's no contact like he can only send messages and yesterday i think it was the second day of this he's doing it again walking across the entire continent he fell into this crevice and his ski popped off and he like in this message, you could hear the emotion. He's like crying. He's like, he, he got out of it. But in that moment, he literally thought he was going to die. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the emotion going through, going, he's pretty, and he was like, no, Colin, you got to, you're going to be okay. You got to fight through this. And you got to eat like, and he found a way to maneuver a ski to like, take deep breaths and to like, figure out how to get out of this crevice. And he got out yeah. and he's continuing the journey. Now, 
I think that's really cool. Some people think this guy, and here's the weird thing is that if you if you meet this guy, like I, I watch a lot of his videos on YouTube. I was at the Q&A with him um, on Zoom. He's exudes just love, positive energy. Anyone would love to be his friend. He just is a beautiful guy, as my grandfather would say. He's a beautiful guy. But he's kind of a psychopath. Some people would say that this is crazy. Like, why would you put yourself in, essentially like in harm's way? What he is doing is dangerous and really in a sense he is kind of risking a lot mm -hmm. do you think that's crazy or do you think there's something to be said for live on the edge and see how the cards fall yeah uh he kind of reminds me of i can't remember the guy but it was a documentary on netflix about um a climber who was climbing the biggest mountain mm -hmm. gosh what is his name we should look this up real quick a documentary yeah or you, a piece he was climbing just the biggest, mm -hmm. most difficult uh, cliff mm -hmm. in, I believe it was the U.S. And he kind of said, I have to do this for myself. Oh, I'm missing the biggest point of this. He's not He's not buckled in. He's not harnessed in. Mm -hmm. He was doing it free, like free climbing. And so when you do this show, please add into the show notes what the name of this movie is. If we can find it. If, oh, it's super famous. Okay. Was it called Free Climbing? I don't know. But anyways, he said to himself that a lot of people die when they are free climbing because if they take one wrong step, one mm. wrong move, if their brain, you know, gets distracted for one second, that they could fall, you know, to their death. But for him, it was a part of his life and who he was is that he had to push himself and he had to kind of be in his own world and for him it was no matter what it was it was kind of getting to the top of the mountain whether or not like he actually did it or whether he felt his death he kind mm. of had to do it for himself and so it kind of sounds the guy that you were talking about too i don't think it's crazy i think it's people live their lives almost to a point where it's it's what they need to do for themselves so whether it's walking 12 hours whether it's you know walking across <laughs> antarctica with you know a sled and a phone and granola bars or climbing without a harness i think it's to each their own what they can do to make you know their lives meaningful and fulfill like fulfilling themselves so no i don't think it's crazy mm -hmm. i think people yeah i guess I, know, I kind of think people like know deep down like what they need to do. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it could sound crazy. Yeah. But. What about the people that run like the back-to-back, -back, I don't know if it's marathons, but it's, they just run like a hundred miles and then swim a bunch of miles. and Triathlon. Uh, yeah. Or, I don't know, ultra um, triathlon. Yeah, where it's just one after another mm. after another and you're just like, those people are insane. But they do it, people do this for themselves. Mm. You know, I don't really think that it's it's for the clout or anything. I think typically it's because you find something that you desire and you you're wanting to to see if you can do it, you do know. Do you know about David Goggins? No. No. He's this he, he's this guy that you'll see on YouTube and Facebook that's always jogging and yelling inspirational stuff. Like You've never heard of him? <laughs> no. He's so he's like very big in like the self-help world. He's a little bit controversial because he's very intense and he's he's how do, I, how do you describe David Goggins? He's like always running. He's run ultra marathons, like a million of them. Yeah, that's what I'm like talking about. And he's like always just yelling inspirational stuff and be like, you could, you could, you could be better. Yeah, you can do better. You know, but he's a little controversial because I don't know. Like everyone, I feel like knows themselves to a certain degree, and 
sometimes you got to just relax also. Like he's a little bit, like I like him, he's a little bit intense. Well, so question for you, think about it like this. If you were out there doing the Tough Mudder and you were like, I want to go do the, the 15K, like I say 10 miles, but like the 9.3. Mm-hmm. And I said, nope, you got this. You probably would have still done it. You would have still done it for you. You would have done every obstacle probably out there that you wanted to by yourself. Wait, meaning if you didn't want to do it? Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have. Really? You don't think you would have done it by yourself? Meaning if I wanted to, I would have. But meaning the one that we did, you you so, wanted okay. to do it. Right. No, I wanted to do it. Yeah. So I'm saying that if we got to the break point of mm-hmm. where the 5K ends and the 15K keeps going, mm-hmm. if you felt it within yourself that you were like, I want to go do the 15 and I'm going to do these obstacles with no one watching without anybody there to cheer me on because I want to do it for myself, do you think you would have done it? Oh, most certainly. Exactly. Yeah. Random question. Do you remember the song they played right before it started? No. Okay, so right before you go in, they get everyone into a huddle and you're on one knee and there's this awesome guy who like hypes you up real hard. The guy was like perfect. He was amazing. And they played the national anthem and it's a great start. And I guess they played a certain song before we started the race. I do not remember what that was. You do. It was Pompeii by Bastille. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Why do I bring that up? It, it just, for me, I mean, I think for a lot of people, probably for you too, music is such a powerful force to the point where yeah. I hadn't heard that song in a long time. And now there's like an association between Tough Mudder and that song. Like mm-hmm. I can't hear that song without being in that moment again. That's you have awesome. you have like music like that where you listen to it and you kind of have a flashback to where you were when you first heard that song? Mm. I bet so, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you what it was. Okay, it not- has to happen. And when I hear it, I'm like, oh, flashback okay. to this. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you have. You just can't say it on the air. <laughs> no. Okay, we'll take it off there. <laughs> okay, I, I, we had a, my family did a road trip. We used to do these long road trips. I think we went to, it was either Florida or South Carolina. And it was this uh, Jewish music group, Shalshelis. And we had them on CD because we're old fashioned. And this was probably 10 years ago when there were no, I think, well, I think there were iPods, but I don't think we yeah. had no and Spotify. Listen, no, no Spotify. And we listened to this. We listened to the CD like over and over and over. And I remember I was reading Harry Potter oh. on this road trip, and it's it's uncanny when I hear one of those songs. Sometimes I remember what I, what not only that like that I was reading Harry Potter, but what in Harry Potter I was reading, like yeah. almost like what page I was yeah. reading. That's really cool. Yeah, you can take in a lot. I feel like with when you think back, you're probably like, I remember my senses like when I heard the song starting mm-hmm. the Tough Mudder or you can remember like what you were reading when that came on. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then we then signed up for another Tough Mudder. Pretty much the day after. The yep. day after. <laughs> and that was my initiative. Actually, you signed up for it before me. Yes, I did. <laughs> and it is in Yep. Austin. March. Austin. Yep. In March. in March. Yep. And it's how, how far is it? How long is it? Same distance. It's going to be the 15K. Okay. Yeah. But this time we technically signed up for the 15K instead of signing up for the 5K. And was then it the running same price the or did we, did, we, did we steal from that? By- no, I, I think it was a $10 difference. And I did go up afterwards and tell them mm-hmm. that we ended up doing oh, the longer one. So honest. And they were like, y'all are good. I remember in like school, it was like a thing that like if you ever got like a grade a test grade back and I was like wrong you got like more points mm. it was like you always so this is actually wrong and you, oh you know you get it for your honesty it was almost like a thing to like <laughs> it'd be funny if one teacher's like oh, good catch I'm yeah. taking the points off yeah uh, another thing that's really interesting is that some of these it was very cool to observe how both of us 
we're kind of good at different obstacles. Yeah. So unfortunately, this podcast is only audio, not video. But me and Katie are very different sizes. <laughs> and right, I'm six two. You said you're five two. Mm-hmm. We're very different builds, very different sizes. And there were like the I don't know. There was one the one that you didn't do that was like fifty feet tall. That was kind of like a V. You had to get over that like thing. That one for me was like was hard, but it was like it was a climbing was obstacle. A, yeah. But it was it was a climbing kind right. of like a. Like kind of, yeah, kind of like a rope ladder. On a diagonal. Yeah. Yeah. But then there were like there were other ones that were like more... So there was one that I remember that was like monkey bars going diagonally upwards. Mm-hmm. And then there was a break in the middle. And then there were these like rings that you went diagonally downwards. And it was all over a pool of water. Yeah. And you just flew through it like a trapeze artist. And I'm this like big guy like lunking around like trying to get up like to the second monkey bar. And then on my second try, I made it like four monkey bars up. And I'm like, oh, I might get this. And then I missed the bar. And I went like down. It was a pretty water. amazing fall. It was yeah. very... <laughs> the, vi- the video is... I'm happy like I did it just so I have the video. It was yeah. really funny. Yeah. But that's cool. It's That's what's cool about Tough Mudder is there's many obstacles that can fit kind of different people and different mindsets. And so there were some that were just easy and fun for me. Uh, that one was actually a really cool one because I had done that one four years ago. And so when I came out again this time, because sometimes they repeat some obstacles. When I came out again this Oh, that time, obstacle you did. Yeah, I'd done mm, that one before. Okay. I was like, all right, let's see if she can do it again. And I did it and I was very mm. proud of myself. Um, But that's one where, yeah, it worked really well for me, not as well for you. <laughs> and then there were other ones that was that were much easier for you that I, I was, couldn't do. There's another do. one also over a pool of water that it's like a, it's a rope. It's like one, remember that one? It was yes. like one rope. It was like, fu- you were kind of like a firefighter. Like yeah. you were climbing, you were upside down and you were pushing with your feet and pulling with your hands of, with the rope to get across the water. Neither yeah. of us had done that one before. That one was cool because you had to figure, so uh, let me preface this too. Aaron and I were very delayed in deciding that we were going to do the 15K instead of the 5K. So most of the 15Kers had already gone. Mm. So we were practically doing these obstacles by ourselves. And a lot of times you are waiting in line to do the obstacles. So you run, you walk, you do Mm -hmm. the obstacle, you run, you walk, you do the obstacle. And so that one, there was no one around. So we kind of had to figure out how to do it um, by ourselves. And so that was really cool and then again you figured it out and you just zoomed down this rope and you're like yelling at me like don't use your forearms like just let yourself <laughs> hang and i'm like what yeah <laughs> i've done a little bit of climbing and so yeah. that kind of helped with that but you can i mean you see people out there remember we saw that grandpa and his grandson when we were we were going down a hill with a rope and you just kind of use the rope to go down yeah. the hill we saw him we saw groups of people that were with their their work just doing mm. a team building activity you know we there's just a lot of mm-hmm. different kind of styles and people out there doing it, which is really cool. When JC and I did, my cousin, when we did our first one, we were in line and it was just us two. And a lot of times it is really great to have a group of guys and girls so that the guys can help the girls with stuff that we're just not, mm-hmm. you know, as great at or just need some assistance with, even though women are so strong and amazing. And we ended up making some really good friends in the line that ran the entire 15k with us and we're still good friends with them and we did tough mutters afterwards just with, those with same them people. with the same people you they live in kansas do what are you still in touch with them yeah we sent them some photos after this that one really cool so you do you can really meet a lot of good friends which do you is remember awesome. the obstacle that you created that wasn't really there oh i was really hoping you wouldn't bring that up <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah so okay so sometimes it's not always easy to follow the path especially when it's just you two and no one else running with you and so i'm like well this looks like mud this looks like a path and so we're trudging probably for five minutes and we see some um people that work for tough mudder coming up to us and we're like what are we doing are we doing something wrong and they're like you're not on the trail and we're like oh shit <laughs> well, to, to put this in perspective we are walking through this mud stream yes just, just walking along yep and it's not even an obstacle no it's not even an obstacle just for the heck of it yeah just <laughs> like, a little extra flavor like you guys are not on the yeah this is not an obstacle so um don't let me lead next time and <laughs> we'll go the right way but i remember right when we like, did that like diversions you were like oh yeah this is like where it is like we're supposed to walk through yeah i was walk. so confident about it too like, walking through mud like knee yeah. deep in in in, in quicksand mud yep and that was like, natural that too was, not yeah. not man-made mud obstacles that was oh man and then there was like one where you do you remember the one where you this one was like the weirdest one you pick up a log yep and you walk basically you make a u-turn in a pool of mud pretty much yeah not all of them are it's like so <laughs> random like, the what? most like interesting dynamic obstacle you put the log back exactly where you picked it up yep <laughs> what did you yeah they were like we're just gonna add this one in here so <laughs> and there's other fun ones too where you like pick up your partner you do like a partner run we didn't do that one. that one was not gonna work I wasn't going to pick you up. You, you think you thought you could. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's really cool because you can take as long or as short as you want. And we, I mean, what it took us about four, four and a half. I was like, yeah, it's only going to take three hours. When we split, we were telling uh, Katie's cousin, JC, we're like, yeah, yeah, the 2.30, 2.45. Yeah. Out of here, like, it's 4.45. Yeah, it's getting dark. The sun is setting. <laughs> They're like, we're going to close. Like, we're going to send a rescue mission for you guys. Yep. Like, yep. We weren't the last ones to finish. We definitely were trying we, to not be the last yeah, ones. Yeah, we were... We were almost. So we Fourth passed from it. last, yeah, probably. Yeah, basically, yeah. And then it was a little anticlimactic because the last obstacle was one of those electric shock. I think they called it electric therapy. Or, yeah, electric shock therapy. Yeah. And it was basically like you're basically walking through this. It's kind of like a moonwalk with these electric lines hanging. Right. And you just run through it. And it, like I said, I, I feel like it's not in the spirit of the Tough Mudder. It just, I feel like it's unnecessary. Yeah. It's a kind of like just unnecessary discomfort. So we both didn't do it, but it was kind of... I felt a little weird about it. Like you were dead set on not doing it. I was kind of like on the fence. Yep. And then they were like, they were on the mic, like at the end, they're like, oh, you guys got to do it, yeah. but, but don't do it if you, if you don't want to. Right. And I didn't want to do it, but I kind of was going to just because it was the last one. Yeah. But then I'm like, I don't want to do it. Right. And that's one of those situations where you know that you were a badass and you just did a whole 15K that you didn't train for, that you weren't planning on doing. No training. No training. Neither of us trained for it. Nope. And so missing the last obstacle because we chose to, which I also think you stick with By what way, you want to do. I was being a little bitch the whole time. You were trying to get me to do it for a month before. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I haven't jugged in a while. I haven't trained. I, I signed up the night before. That's all very true. And I did, I don't, did you, did you, it is, did you, and did you, I don't know, did you do a lot of training? For no, me? I yeah. ran like three times with yeah. you and Leo and JC. Yeah. And that was about it. How far did we go? Two miles? It was so funny because when we ran two or three miles on concrete, we were like, <sighs> we're so tired afterwards. And then we just yeah. went and did almost 10 miles with obstacles. Okay, question for you. Were you more sore the day after or the day after after? And was it the most sore you've ever been before? I think it was the day after. Not, no, definitely not the, no, definitely not the most sore I've ever been, but my forearms were, were, were bursting. Because yeah. 
like those all those hanging ones that you mm-hmm. were very good at because you are, have experience with climbing those I sucked at because I don't know how to climb and apparently have weak forearms <laughs> or I or, <laughs> no you were over you were using them too I'm much using my forearms exactly probably, yeah you have to learn how to just like hang yeah no yeah. most sore I've ever been is after I probably the first time I played tackle football for the first time the next day you literally cannot walk I don't know if you've ever experienced with that nope just flag no. football okay good. <laughs> That's good. People don't want to go up against me. Keep it me. safe. No. No. <laughs> no. The, you do not want to uh, relish the day you meet Katie Redman <laughs> on the gridiron. <laughs> so we are reaching the end of our time. Do you have any closing thoughts? Mm, I'll let you go first and then I'll go after that. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, listen, we're both, you know, we're both young adults, 27, 28, just trying to, you know, figure out life and always be improving and, you know. Just figure this out. So it's like a weird thing. Like I, I never thought I would do something like this. Like I'm yeah. into a lot of things now. I mean, even like dancing. Like we both got into dancing recently. I don't know. I've never danced in my life before yep. a year and a half ago. Yep. You don't have really a history of dancing, do nope. you? And there's a lot to do. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot of experiences to have. Yeah. And personally, I'm, I am I keep on saying this. I'm very into trying new things. Almost, I don't know. Some people think I'm weird. Like I tried yoga. I tried freaking uh, Zumba. Like what the hell is wrong with this guy? But it's, I don't know. I feel like you try enough new things you're gonna come across certain things that you really relate to. And you're going to find what you like and what you don't like and what makes you happy and kind of figure out yourself better, truly. I That's what I feel like the reason I've done six Tough Mudders now is everyone has, every time I've done it, it's been a little bit different. Every obstacle that I've come across that's new, it's, it is a new challenge, as cheesy as it sounds, and you're there navigating it yourself, and you typically have a support team with you, but there's been times where I've just watched people and seen the teamwork and the camaraderie, and that's just reminded me of, you know, all the goodness in the world. There's been times where I didn't think I could do an obstacle, and I did, and so I think when you put yourself in a situation that you haven't experienced before, when you put yourself in discomfort, you you end up figuring yourself out a little better. Mm. That, yeah, so that was kind of like, I guess maybe you're, maybe you're... That's my theme. You were saying that before, but I feel like maybe you're coming over to what I was saying before a little bit in the sense that you're calling it discomfort. I called it pain, but th- those are okay. related. Yeah. But, but like you said, when you're in that discomfort, you kind of, you learn a little bit about yourself that you're not able to when you're just sitting on the couch eating Cheetos and watching football. Right. And sometimes you or just... Or in your case, watching, uh, you don't watch football. <laughs> what am I doing? Oh, yeah, watching re- trash, trash TV. TV reality TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I think... Props to you because it was the night before and I was pushing you on it. And you're like, you know, it's, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do something I've never done before. And sometimes it is just taking a little bit of a leap of faith. And you want to try something new and surround yourself with people that are going to allow you to do that. And I just think, I mean, it made our friendship grow so much. Having to put up with each other for four hours, and I think it was just a really exciting experience, and we loved it, and we're gonna do it again. So, Katie, as you know, we do like to close out the podcast with a quote. Do you have a quote you want to share? If you don't, you can make one up. No, I got one. Okay. Nike, just do it. I like it. <laughs> and here's mine. If you will it, it is no dream. Theodore Herzl. Well. Thanks everyone for tuning in, Katie. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you I for hope having me. You enjoyed this experience. I certainly did. Everyone, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We will talk to you next year. This is the Always Nuance Podcast. Talk to y'all later.